these right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go? Yeah. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he out of sync. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark, on a Monday morning for a change. Monday morning for a change, yeah. Bank holiday Monday. Right. How are we, bro? All good. I just steaming to play golf, like. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't played. You've been practicing, haven't you? I've been practicing, yeah. I went to Ranger, Hurston Hall, the new range. How was it? It was all right. Like, it was just the lad who I went with, he doesn't know how to work the, the computer. So standing there and the data and like getting onto different games, like he just sort of had their own range mode. And I'm like, well, what else is there? And he's like, oh, I don't know. He, right. didn't, he didn't have an account set up. I seen Frank Johnson down there and he was talking about you can get all stickers for your clubs and get your angle of attack and get your path angle and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it it's a bit too much. You need much to get used to it. For the average golfer, whereas the top tracer of Formby All is nice and user friendly, isn't it? Okay, so this is a bit more technical. A bit more technical, and they've got a robot that picks the balls up. It's a, it's all AstroTurf out there. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, it does yeah. look amazing. You know, like... Honestly, it is amazing. Don't get me wrong. The bays are nice, and the whole like setup with a little H in the in the grass. So it's yeah. I've well, I think it, once yeah. you learn the how to use the foresight thing, it'll be such a better experience. Like tutorials about to do that, or is it just a YouTube? Job? I don't know. I don't know. I am. Um, yeah, I just don't know. But the the balls are six in distance, so it's better than your eighty percenters or whatever. But don't tell me you want Pro V1 X's on Elton Hall's <laughs> range. Fuck <laughs> hell. Yeah, but I don't want Pro V1 X's, but it's the same as you're taking 20% off with your other shots and you're adding 20% on with them balls. So it's just the lesser of two evils. There's no way distance balls give you 20% extra on top of a Pro V. Mate, they were going miles. Maybe it's just you in beast mode. I've, I've been going to the gym, actually, yeah. <laughs> I've been going to the gym. I need to get over there and see this for myself. That if great, I love it. and all boss place. It was just a funny experience. How it all. I just... don't know. I think you were expecting perfection, weren't you? I was expecting to to get there, and then all the numbers like like the to be there, just ready for me and magically. Like, yeah, and it it just wasn't. There was no numbers, and I didn't know what was going on. Then the balls weren't registered, and then I couldn't find the team. Wow, moving on. Uh... I played golf Saturday in the comp. Oh yeah, started off so well. It's a pulley one on the first, and then got up and down, made the par. Was going really well. Still on the fifth tee. Ball goes slightly right down the right hand side by the trees. Me, two playing partners are like, I think that's all right. It's inside the tree line now, and it's a medal, white tee medal. So we're like, I'm not going to hit another one. Let's just go. Go down there. Me three minutes. Following the sentence, it's a white tee medal. I'm not going to hit another one. I know. It's like if there was a, if there was a, it's because you play. It's because I was playing so well, and I didn't hit it that far offline, and I caught it okay. I thought I've been down there loads of times, just down the right hand side, and you find it inside the tree line. So get down there. No, I mean if this was a film, and it was like teeing it up, and then it'd be like a white tee medal, and I didn't hit another one, and the music would start. Yeah. So anyway, look for three minutes, and. Turn back, they're on the tee, let them play through. Right, I'm going to have to go back. The lad's like, don't worry, take your time. You know, let them go through. Get to the tee, hit me other one, the exact same spot. And my playing partners who are down there say that's gone straight into the bushes. So I must have, the first one must have just went straight, gone further than I actually thought it went. So they're not garage on it? Yeah, but it's in a bush, middle of a bush. 
Yeah, but you can identify it. You, not in this bush, you, really? honestly. No, no you, got, you can't even get in this one. It's like just to the right-hand side of the trees on five before you get to the second fairway, the other side of the path. There's, It's not even a bush. It's just like overgrown. It's about four foot high, and it's just thick. You can't even get in there. And he said they went right in the middle. So I was like, okay. So... I took two balls back. So if they've obviously they've seen that go in. There's, they can't. You can't like just set like you're hundred million percent that you know the ball's there. No, you've got to um, identify it, get it. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? Well, at least find a ball. And I think once you have found a ball, if you can say I can't get to it, but I can identify, I know that's mine. Then that's where it can be a bit. Yeah, it'd be a bit dodgy. So I could have sort of looked around and said. Oh, there's my ball and took a thing, but it wouldn't have been the right thing to do. So, no. but anyway, just going back a second, I, I was, I'm, I'm on the tee. I ran back on the tee, hit the second one. That's gone. It's gone right, but at the time I couldn't see where it had gone. I just thought it was on the same line. So I was thinking in my head, could actually be all right that, because they're down there watching it. So, but I teed up again, learn from your first mistakes, and then because them two have gone right, I've just hit the low hole left there. Straight into. Did you the... take your full bag back with you? No, just me driver, but two balls. <laughs> Positive. <laughs> <laughs> two brand new Pro VXs as well. Oh it was a nightmare. So I bought three brand new Pro VXs for the round, starting well. Um, and like I say, lost the first one after four holes with it, and then the, the next two shots gone in what with one shot. Oh sleeve, Twelve quid. Twelve <laughs> quid, and then I've never been so angry in my life because oh I was God. actually playing well, and I just three bad swings and. Just more mental as well, and that one's gone left. So I've just had to NR the card, and then actually had a few couple more battles. But in general terms, throughout the whole eighteen, was actually all right. But because I'd NR'd, and this is my own fault again. When I got back to the club, I just put an NR on the score sheet. So me not realizing, thinking back to the old times, what that does, it gives you a net double. On every hole. So on the score, through my handicap, it's got me down for 114. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the other news is I've gone up to 5.5 now. So uh, from 5.2 to 5.5. And I checked, and I've got six cards with the green circle around them. So six registers instead of eight. So, so you've only got two, two more. It's and coming. It's coming, isn't it? It's coming, I think, nine or ten, yeah. Ready for next season to win a few ball comps, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh, my God. But it was a roller coaster of emotions. Um and I've been practicing, but this week, Friday, we go down to our annual St. Andrews Oldies versus Youngies. Where have you been practicing? Ryder Cup. Just been going to Ancient Range. Have you? Yeah. No way. I don't tell you everything. Quiet. I've been going for runs and everything. Wants to surprise you next time we played. <laughs> and you Look at me. Up, you were just so sick and just dead skinny and all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where have you been for two weeks? Belter. So, yeah, on Friday, there's 16 of us going down again to St. Andrews. We're playing London Lynx. Fairmont. Fairmont, the Torrance course. I can't remember the other one. We couldn't get booked on the actual St. Andrews complex because the week after is the Dunhill Lynx. Ah, and right. I, I think they're getting everything ready, but I think there must be loads of people down there playing it, so we couldn't get booked on there. We wanted to play the new course, the Jubilee. We always like to get on the St. Andrews complex. But you stay in a Fairmont, don't you? The fellas are, yeah. We've got a house. Ah, right, because I spoke to Frank there. He was saying that. Yeah, the, um, there's, I think there's seven or eight of them staying in the Fairmont Hotel for, for a couple of nights well, for, the, for the duration. And then we've rented the house, which is on the St. Andrews, um, know where all the bars are down St. Uh, Andrews. Right, yeah. There's a house there that we've we've rented for the weekend. So Belter. party crib. <laughs> so, yeah, so the um, the oldies won the first year. 
Um, the Youngies won it the second year, and this is obviously the it'll be happening every year, but to see you can have bragging rights for the next 12 months, really. So, what are you again? You're an oldie, aren't you? I'm an oldie, yeah. I just missed the cut, yeah. So, it's me and Rosen against Harry and Luke. First game, nice better ball match play, and then it's better ball match play for the second day. So, once we finish uh, the first rounds, we're going to have a beer and then we'll do the draw for the next day. And then after that that round, we'll do the draw for the singles for the Sunday at Fairmont Torrance. And then we go home on the Monday. So Sunday's just a big, big piss up, really. A few How beers. are you getting down there? I'm going to drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to drive. Belter? Yeah. So leave there, uh, leave early hours Friday morning. Tee off, I think, at half one, two o'clock at London Links on Friday. And then obviously we're just going to have something to eat when we finish and do the draw and things. And oh, so you play on the Friday as well? Play the, Yeah, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. I can't remember what the third course was called. London Links. I'll come back to you on that. Not the Castle Jubilee. It's no none of the ones that we've played before. It's a brand new one. All uh, right. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyway. Be good, that posture. Same time as the President's Cups on, we'll be having our own Ryder Cup, yeah? So looking Decent. forward to that. On the golf news, then, what have we got? Well, I've got a bit of football news first. Okay. Everton won. Whoa. What happened there? <laughs> what Whoa. there? Everton won. Yeah, like, that was great, wasn't it? That was mad. Yeah. And then... Played well, though, didn't we? We did play well. It makes a difference having a proper midfield, doesn't it? A proper midfield, and then somebody can put the ball in it, and a defence. Like, you know, because people are doing the jobs that they're meant to do. <laughs> like, it's... Makes it... Uh, do you know what? It doesn't have to make a difference when you've got 11 players, you know, how to play football. Like, I, but it sounds mad, though, doesn't it? But we've been playing without a striker. We've been playing... Like, imagine we had Keenan... The Holgate there and at the back, it's like Cody and Tarkovsky. Just the so leaders, much aren't more... they? Ex-captains of the previous clubs. They just you come can tell... in and cement themselves and they're just there, aren't they? The leaders. Patterson's being fantastic at right back, had loads of energy. Mielenko's come into his own left back, I think. Yeah, and then you've got them three in midfield. Now, we just need Calvert-Lewin back and we could potentially be scoring two or three goals. We are struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. It was a great goal. Uh, by... struggling to like create chances as well. It's... They are few and far between. don't think we had many shots on target. Did we think one? No, no. There's a couple of times Gray and Gordon sort of got in and we had a few balls across the box, know, but, but no one on the end of it. And then there's no one to poach. Like Calvert-Lewin would be there, wouldn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're getting in those final third, you know, and it, it took a very good goal from Mo Peter. It was a great finish, right? three points. We're on the... Uh, we're away from that relegation zone for a, bit, up up. a bit of breathing space. But then after they went for a pint and meet a couple of lads and then I ended up meeting uh, Meatball Molly. Seeing that Molly Seen McCann, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. sick. Yeah, she, she was up there. And, like I was talking to her about golf and the podcast, and she was she was on the podcast and that. And then she was standing there showing me like how a uh, dig is the same as a golf swing and how she hit it. How she, yeah, she's like, look, I can do this, lad. <laughs> <laughs> and, like show, show me how to punch in there. Like and she's like, look at the twist. I can hit two seventy me in that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'd have to get it on the like, course, won't we? That was good. Yeah. Any other golf news? Actual golf news. Um, just that there's an announcement of the live players that are going to be turning up at St. Andrews for the Dunhill Links. So Rory's committed to playing as well. Whoa. So it's going to be another Wentworth part two. I hate I think. it. I hate it. <laughs> Taylor Gooch, Abe Anser, Louis Eustazen, Charles Swartzel, Sean Norris, Brendan Grace, Richard Bland, Laurie Cantor, Peter Uline, who will come on to later, um, and Jed Morgan. They're all in the field for St. Andrews. So How's that Morgan getting a start? Interesting. I'm not sure, to be honest. No, I'm not sure. He, he played in the Open, didn't he? Right. So he, he's got it from somewhere. I have no idea because he's Australian. Yeah, he? I didn't yeah. think he would have had the... Ah, isn't he coming on? 
Let me speak to him about getting on the pod. Said, his no. caddy it was. Oh, it was his caddy, was yeah, it? Yeah, I was speaking to his caddy up at St. Andrews at the Open, yeah, about coming on. But no. I don't know whether there's something, like you say, in the contacts where they've got to get permission to speak to media. And we're just, we're not on the t- we're not on the tick list yet. <laughs> we're, at least for media. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> just step we up might here. be scum, but at least for media. <laughs> media scum, we are. <laughs> yeah, and then, obviously, the only other talking point I've got is just about... Um, Live getting official world golf rankings, but I know that's part of your birdie bogey bus. So if you want to bring it on to that time again, if you want to, yeah, it's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bus, the birdie bogey bus, birdie bogey bus. Okay, then, birdie time. What have you got? My birdie is just a four letter word golf, in it, golf, man, too. Wow. This is a prime example of how golf can coexist with the three tournaments. And my birdie, obviously, it is. I think golf, golf needs the three tournaments. It does. It, it, it's perfect. All, th- all three finished in, I say, obviously, three good fields as well. The fields were split equally, weren't they? Like, I, I remember I was so, like, after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Getting everybody in the field. Yeah. So, you know, you've got players like Aaron Rye, who's had a great season. Lucas Herbert, who's had a good season, who's not in the President's Cup, which we'll come on to later as well. Um, You've got Rory challenging Fitzpatrick, who's had an unbelievable season, and then obviously the eventual winner, Bobby Mack. You even had a few others like Perez. Obviously, Hatton was up there. Like there was a good for the Hero Cup. I was looking, thinking this would be a good, yeah, little uh, trade off. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think that's you've got that that finishes a playoff. So that's one way of finishing a tournament close. Beardy in the last to win for McIntyre in the first playoff hole, and then you've got Cam Smith running away. With the tournament, ended up winning by three in the end, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, at the f- yeah three because DJ birdied the last. So that tournament was over when he hit that shot out the trees on eighteen, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and he just had to chip and two putt or whatever, but he got up and down. But what's good about live now is even though the, t- the single tournament was over, and in normal times you'd be like, "Tournament's over, that's it, well done." And there's no, it's a bit of an anti-climax. Now you've got the team element to consider. So DJ and Uline even though they're not part of the Cam Smith individual tournament, if DJ doesn't get up and down and Uline does, it goes to a playoff, or if they mess up, then Team Smash win, and four aces don't. So I think the way that that finished, you had the you had like two tournaments finishing at the same time on the same green with in a three ball. It was just, I think that's the concept that Liverpool are looking for. And then, me obviously to conclude me, Birdie, is the saga with Homer and Willett. Like, what was that? Something I've never seen in golf before in my life. Like what went on there? But you're right, Birdie is just golf in general where we are. Well, it's we come on to obviously live in a bit, but just the fact of obviously you can't like it's like you can't predict what's going to happen in, in golf and with the PJ Tour needed Rory to come out and win that Canadian Open in that style against Justin Thomas. Like that was like a bang. This is our product. Yeah, and then live. I've sort of needed a team to grab it by the balls and be like, this is our. Uh, like we are the man to rally the, the other moment. teams, yeah, yeah, to be like, right, okay, we can chase beat these, us. yeah, yeah, and then so the four aces have won four in a row now. It's yeah. like, like it's build a team, the to, build a team to, to to try and beat them. Paparez just ran. Well, you know, I'm, I'll come on to this now that we're on the on the point. I was going to speak about it in the live review, but people are giving Paparez shit. But you know, this week his car counted in two of the three of the three days. He's finished like I think in the thirties every tournament bar one. He's not shooting low enough to compete individually. On round two, he shot one under. DJ shot one over. So Paparez has one under 
And then he's obviously shot, I think, four under or five under for the final day. I can't remember, but his score counts as one of the three. Pat Perez, although he's getting a lot of slack for where he's finishing individually, his his cards are important for the team because yeah. if, if he does flop and plays bad final round or does have a bad second round or plays bad all week, the four he's doing he's, do, he's doing just he's doing enough, isn't he? Just enough, <laughs> yeah, is what I'm saying. He's just like individually, when you look at him, yeah, he's probably not. There's there's definitely players better than him that would fill his boots and obviously ultimately then if they're if you they're don't better. know though do you because like if you've got someone who blows hot and cold like one week they could win they could put pressure on dj and then be fighting against them potentially it's almost like they've got it staggered nicely yeah Isn't yeah that? potentially yeah no it's good but you're right i think pat perez is riding the wave and getting paid a lot of money for for the team element but just looking at this week even but even like, look cam smith going and winning like live needed that yeah like live the Getting what exactly what they wanted yeah. out of the, out of the players that they they've recruited, yeah, which is boss, which is and I think um, again we'll, um, we'll we'll talk about it now while we're on the live. But the chairman said next year when the league starts, they're going to bring a, a team play into the game in a way that they've never seen before. So we're sort of only getting it's in it's an invitation at the moment, isn't it? But we're sort of getting a taste for what it could potentially be next year. I just think next year it's going to go. Through the roof, it will. If it's half, if it's half exciting now, when it's not really fully embedded as a league, imagine what it's going to be like when Steve. Because this is obviously a trial period, isn't it? And yeah. it's still exciting in a trial it's period. Weird, weirding out the um, problems. And there's also rumours. There's potentially more signings to come um, mid 2023. So, you know, we could have an even better field with even better teams ready for the league to start. It's exciting times for golf, like you say, and that is where we conclude the bid. Yeah, what's your bogey? So my bogey is I've seen Greg Norman's comments saying, like, there's no doubt in the world that the two best players in the world are playing at Live Golf. Let's argue. Uh, really? Like the, the both I don't think DJ's better than Rory at the minute. You don't? No. But it's up for debate, is what I'm yeah. saying. It's. Well, I think Cam Smith is probably on par as the best player in the world with Rory. I think yeah. they're the two best players in the world, but I think DJ is definitely top five player in the world. Yeah. Definitely. Well, maybe even three or four. Yeah, yeah. Scottish. Five, five, like, Scheffler, like, what's he done? Well, to be honest, DJ, before all this come out, he was number three, number four in the world. Yeah. And and rightly so. And remember that time he came out the top 10 and it was the first time for like five or six years he's been outside the top 10 or whatever. He is Mr. Consistent and yeah. shooting nine under on day he's one. He's won in every season on the PJ Tour since yeah. his, his multiple major champion. Like he's, he's... He, just, he doesn't need Liv to prove that he's a top player in the world. But, but I like think... just going there and not being like, like the way Kepka's sort of like, meh. Yeah. Where he's, he's actually won a tournament, he's and been challenged. Yeah, yeah. Bryson's been nowhere near the lead. Yeah. So where does DJ's been up there? So won. what's your bogey then? What is it? Just the the way that he's talking about how can the whale golf rankings ignore the fact of this? Like how what are yeah. they doing? Why are they taking so long? Why haven't they come to a decision? Yeah. Like yeah. what is the problem? What are they yeah. waiting for? And Cam Smith even said, just say no. Just give a decision. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's not that simple, is it? That's the problem. I think because we're just, just dragging their heels. For, for what reason? Lawsuits and all this bollocks. Well, there's talk about Phil Mickelson potentially pulling out the lawsuits. I think that needs to happen, me. I think just forget about the lawsuits. Um, and just, you know, Liv is obviously a good product that's working well. You can still play on the DP World Tour and the Asian Tour as a as a Liv player. 
So you don't need to go back on the, the and as long as you can play majors, just like we always say, stay in your lane and just enjoy what you've got. But then even Norman coming out again and saying, oh, I'm not going to sit down with Monaghan on the PJ Tour if they come to try and have a peace talk. It's like, how's that helping your bid for getting world rankings? Obviously, so unless he it's... knows something that we don't, that he, he's getting it. Maybe, yeah. But I think the way that the products, I, I, as as with everybody, I wasn't sure how Liv would be as a tournament. We said we'd give it a chance. We have. And I personally really enjoy it. And I enjoy the fact that you've got different tournaments and fans have got a choice of what they like and it will bring more new fans into the into the golf world like we spoke about. I think that if you didn't live, just stay and live and play live. And then in between, if you want to play... Oh, it's the majors, isn't it? That's the problem. That's what I mean. Like I spoke about last last week or the week before, next year you've got 14 live events and then you'll have four majors. That's 18 tournaments. That's enough for a season. So if you didn't live, stay and live and do your live thing as long as you get world ranking points. And then DP World Tour, you know, we spoke about that. Asian Tour, we spoke about that. And PJ Tour, the three... They should be the four main tours out there. Yeah. You know, and over time, you're still going to get that crossover because there's an alliance with the DP World Tour and the PJ Tour as well anyway. So you're still going to get the mix of those two playing and you will get some live players playing DP World Tour as well. So you will still see maybe three or four times a year in addition to the majors where they'll play. I think where the live guys maybe feel a bit aggrieved is they'll probably want to play the players and they'll probably want to, the same way the PJ Tour players pick the best Rolex events to go over and play, yeah. the live players probably want to pick the best PJ Tour events to play. Of course, yeah. And I think that's just the cycle that we're in at the moment. But even Cam Smith said, uh, I suppose there's a lot on the line with the ranking points getting into majors, stuff like that. There needs to be a resolution quite soon. I think the field here is strong enough and deep enough where, to where it warrants that, and hopefully it's soon. They should have someone working with a table of how many world ranking points if they were given it, where the, the standings would be to then case study, like, this is what you're costing the live players by not giving right. us it. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's a good shout, that, yeah. You would have had world Like a ghost points. table next to it saying, yeah. like, look, Cam Smith won this, this is the strength of the field, this is the course rating, this is this, yeah. this is the strokes gained. He would have got X. And then everyone would have got X and this is the position. And now because they're sliding down the rankings versus them little boosts up, what potentially the cost them not cost them money, but it's like as you say, legacy, livelihoods, um major championship, the players, all these sorts of events, match plays, WGCs, it's could they be playing them anyway for being if they got into top fifty or they just been fully banned? If it's a PJ tour event, they're fully banned, yeah. yeah. Even if they're eligible to play because they've because they've um they've breached membership, so they've been banned, haven't they suspended from the tour? Or even one further live should could approach someone else and start their own majors and invite PJ Tour players. I see. I, I thought about this as well. I just don't think that does anything for the game. No, I don't, but it's it's just it's that's like them, that's when it does become us versus them, I think. But the it moment. is anyway. That they've, they've, the the PJ Tour's made it that way. Only on the PJ Tour though, on the majors it's not, and that's where the debate is up. I mean if the if the if the majors, if the majors well, turn around and say no, they don't have a choice and that will hinder the game because you you're not allowing fans to watch the majors with the best players in the world. Well, then the, the majors are siding, then, aren't they? If the majors are staying in Switzerland at the minute, it's all right. Well, that's what they should be, yeah. That's why they've got their own bodies. I know there's yeah. a committee which decides the world rankings, which is part of them all, which is different, but the the bodies of the major championships will decide 
whether they want Liv to play or not. And I, it showed last year. I know Cam Smith win a Liv player at that time, but the Open allowed them to play in the in the Open Championship, and Cam Smith won. Yeah. So it brings me on to my bogey when we're talking about legacy, and it's more of a debate. First time I've done this, I haven't really got a bogey. It's just open for discussion, really, that we'll have now and see what you think. We've talked about it a lot over the last couple of weeks, haven't we? We're just understanding why players go over from the DP World Tour to the PGA Tour. Is it for legacy or is it for money or is it for both? Obviously, Robert McIntyre winning this week, Fitzpatrick back over competing and nearly winning, and Shane Lowry winning the week before. Now, I've just got a couple of players that I want to call out, really. Matt Fitzpatrick, eight DP Tour wins with a major, no PGA Tour wins. Shane, recent major as well. Recent it? major, yeah. Shane Lowry, six DP Tour wins, one major, no PGA Tour wins. Robert McIntyre, two DP Tour wins, zero PGA Tour wins. Um, so why I'm calling that out is it, you can see they're decent golfers, aren't they? Some of them better than others, like Fitzpatrick, top 10 player in the world, and, and rightly so. Um, Shane Lowry just won the BMW in fine form, but they've never won a regular PJ Tour event, but they've won multiple DP World Tour events. So if you're going over to the PJ Tour for a legacy, that's fine. And if you don't win, then that's just obviously based on better players beating you or you're not performing, whatever, I get that. But if you're proven on the DP World Tour and you're a proven winner and you know you can win on that tour, then is the legacy not built better by staying on the DP World Tour? building to 15 DP World Tour wins and then potentially going over to the PJ Tour when you're the, when you've won like you've you've dominated for a season you've won the yeah you've won so much but it, or is it is it the money that's driving them over there so this week winning you got half a million euro or dollars I can't remember off the top of my head and for coming third on the PJ Tour I think it was Taylor Montgomery got the yeah. same amount so obviously the money's better on the PJ Tour we know that What's what's more satisfying? Winning it's, it's, on the it's DP World Ranking Points as well, though, isn't it? But the World Ranking Points takes care of itself. If the better players stay on the DP World Tour, it becomes fairer, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it. If you're somebody like Robert McIntyre, let's use him for example. He's won. Yeah, that's won. providing that the best players come from Europe. It, if the top tens all comprised of Americans and they're, ne- they're never playing over here, it's like you need to go and play with them in the field. Well, not really, the Rory, Rory no, Hovland. If, I'm saying if yeah. But it's it's pretty split, isn't it? Mm, yeah, you know, there's players on the European tour now who could be to, who, are, who are probably playing well enough to be top fifty players in the world, but the world ranking points don't show that. So, yeah, of course. and we've spoke about that as well. So, you know, Robert McIntyre, we'll use him as, as an example because he's just won. You know, he's won on the DP World Tour. Then he had a good few finishes in majors, and he went over to the PJ Tour. Yeah. I wouldn't say he struggled, but you know, he was up and down, but he never won. No, he's come back to the DP World Tour. Played a few events and he's won again. And it's, it's one of them. It's like mindset, isn't it? You 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 go out there, you shoot twenty under, you win three hundred grand. You watch someone over in America, where arguably, like, it's probably easier to play condition wise if the weather's nicer or yeah. Obviously, it might be a bit longer and the, the the field's a bit stronger. But like shooting, like for say fourteen under around the Ryder Cup venue, compared to shooting. 14 under round, a different course. You, you look at yourself and you think, I just battled on in the, in the rain not... there in a hard course. When If I'd have took that exact game, my A game, to that course, I'd have won that. But isn't and that I'd what they're doing with the world quid. ranking points as well? 
Isn't that what they do with the taking course conditions? No, into? of course they are. But like, all right, you're getting a few extra world ranking points, but you're talking the difference between 300 grand and a million quid. Like, is it about legacy or is it about money? Yeah, but the, and this both is Tiger Woods' fault because he set the bar. Legacy's non-existent, really. Because he set the bar too high for he anyone to chase. Against him. Yeah. He's, he's, he is the gold standard. Yeah. And he's brought the money to golf, yeah. which is in the PJ Tour, which is why everyone wants to get there. To, yeah. like He brought the viewers, he brought the spectators, he brought the participants. He's he's elevated golf to the next fruit to the moon, really, hasn't he? Yeah. So no, then, I just think the way the way golf's... My point is, the way golf's changed at the moment, and it is going through a, a, a big change, you've obviously got... Next year, you've got so many... Really good tournaments where the best players are asked to play every week, aren't they? Well, yeah. for, for at least 20 with the majors. You've got Liv making things the way they are. The DP World Tour could benefit, and so could the players on the DP World Tour from having the top players play on that tour more often. No, of course. like I, what, I get what you're saying. I do get the thing, but it's the same as why people go to Liv. It's, they're doing the same job for more money. Yeah, and it just goes back to that point of the money aspect, and I get everybody. I mean, I'm the same. If somebody offers me more money to do a job, it's I'm only take Jesse it. J. That doesn't care about it. <laughs> it's all about the money, anyway. What's your bust? Danny Willie. Yeah, gotta be. <laughs> Is he? I have never given me. anyone a gimme like, again. He could literally like blow on that ball and get it that little bit closer and just tap it with one hand. Yeah, <laughs> it was three foot seven inches. He could two put blow that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Why has he just... hit that that hard? <laughs> like, forget the line. Forget. The, I know they get the circumstances, that's made him do it, but he has whacked that. He has He's hit it double the amount of hardness that he had to hit it. Yeah, he Like, did. that is just pure You don't want to be pressure. leaving yourself that. It is. It is pressure. It's a putt to win the And I think it's a shock factor as well, because you've seen his face on the camera when Max Homer held that. He's got to stand on the green, and he knows if Max Homer doesn't chip in, He's got two points for the two puts for the win, hasn't he? Well, when he's in the bu- home was in the bunker, he's thinking, right? It's like okay, maybe as soon as Homer like half duffs it out the bunker, it's like right, this is mine now. Yeah, and then Homer does that. Homer chips. Like, <gasps> this is what I'm sudden, saying. Yeah, like, he's got to hold it then. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's relaxed and he's like <laughs> nothing, and then like, like that chip goes in his eyes, ping open. He's like, oh my god, I need to hold this to win now. So maybe it's. Yeah, mate, I don't. I, you'd have to He's ask him. He probably just but... thought, let's just not leave it short. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that's, what yeah it's a cardinal on, sin, isn't it? You know, just three putting from there. But you know, it gives us a bit of entertainment, and I suppose. But yeah, Buster's Danny Willett definitely. But like, should we just talk about the fortnight now then? Yeah. So, he Willett's closing in on his first victory since the 2016 Masters. Masters. Yeah, he's been struggling. Hasn't he? So you've got to think that. It's just pure and utter nerves, isn't it? It is. It's it's not being in that position for a long time. It's it and again, like I said before, it's the shock of what's just happened before him. In his mind, he's like, I've got two putts from three foot here to win the tournaments. As long as he doesn't chip in, bang, he chips in. Shit. I've got a three foot seven inch putt now to win the tournament. Is his mind going off in other other places? I need to hold this now. Because he's thinking, I've already won the tournament and I said, let's get this done. And he's just obviously whacked it. And then he's like, shit, now I've got this one for, for a playoff. And it's just but like, all got a bit Both much. of them like hit the hole as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but Homer, uh, was, Homer was like a great mindset from Homer. He's like, I've just assumed that he's 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 given that in his head. Yeah. 
He so got then, aggressive with the chip. The chip was the if he the chip doesn't go in, it's not. No, I mean from it? the bunker. So he's like, I've got to go for the hero bunker shot and try and hold it. That's what Homer's thinking. Oh, okay, yeah. Get so it. then, what then to to like mess up the bunker shot and then after break the thing to still know it's over. He knows it's over in his mind, doesn't he? Well, he thinks, well, that's a, he's already conceded. He's like, if I chip in and he misses, I've got a playoff. That's my best case scenario, yeah. Yeah. I've got to chip this in and hope that he misses that gimme. If that's, in the, Ryder if Cup, if that's in the Ryder Cup, he gives him that. Yeah. There's three foot seven a bit much to give, I don't know, but you probably see that. Here. Plus on it? Yeah. But if that's the that's the borderline, isn't it? The three foot seven, three foot Just three foot outside gimmies. the circle of trust. I text, I text the lads this morning in the oldies group and was like, no gimmies this week, lads, after watching that. <laughs> well, when we talk about them lads who have the no gimmies, and if you're missing that three foot, you'd have to give a fiver to each one of your playing partners. That really would improve your golf there. Yeah, it's pressure put, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's put you in them pressure positions. But on Max Homer, anyway, if we're on the fourth, and it's since 2021, nobody's won more official world golf ranking tournaments than he's won four. Rory, Scheffler, Baines, Zander, and Hovland have won four as well. Um, and obviously, if you count Cam Smith's live, even though it's not official world golf ranking, he's won four this year. Um, but he's won four tournaments in his last 41 starts, so essentially one in 10. Um, and his motivation this week was people telling him that if the live guys didn't leave, he wouldn't have got in the team for the President's Cup. So my question is, does he get the respect that he deserves? He sort of doesn't, does he? No. What is it? I don't know. It's just... I think he's a likable guy. He's funny on Twitter. Like he's, he wins. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think it's, I, I can't put, I can't put it, what I, what I put it down to. Maybe, maybe because, he is so open and honest on Twitter, so you sort of know him. So there's no that ele- there's no element of surprise with them. Whereas other players, you don't really know them, and they go out and you can be shocked by them. Whereas you basically know everything about Max Homer. He's open yeah. about everything, isn't he? and you like him, and you just assume that he's like, oh, you're happy for Max if he's up there, but you <laughs> don't really get excited for him. It's it's a mad one. Well, doesn't he tell Uber drivers that he's a painter or something? Yeah. Mad or something weird? <laughs> he, can't he, said so- he said something about um, I told a I told an Uber driver that he was this certain profession. And that, a realtor, and then the fella wants fella needs advice. Uh, house selling, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's booked in some money. I'm deep in a web of lies or something. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. But like, he's so likable. But I think it's just is is rise. I think it's because you don't see him in majors. Yeah, that's it. And he's either winning or he's nowhere. Yeah, like you don't really. I think I think it's the majors. I think yeah, it's the majors. You look at it. you look at the top players in the world. They win two three times a year um, but they'll be close to winning a major as well yeah they'll be up there that's it That that is it well, as soon as he wins a major I think now looking at you've got to put him in that category now I think what the next like he's, I think so you've got yeah. to yeah you've got what, to someone who needs a major or someone will win a major definitely someone who can win a major yeah whether he will I don't know he can definitely win a major but I think you've got to respect the guy and put him in the category where he's going up at the he's turning up to the because obviously he won the Genesis, which is a, a big one, big one to win. You know, he's so won this back to back. He's won this back to back, yeah. So this is the season opener as well. So just after, I mean, I know that's what probably what people will argue is the best players in the world aren't there. So and and then he's not. Well, it's one not of them. A, yeah. like the best players in the world can be there. Yeah, he's just beating what's in front of him. Yeah, and fair play to him for turning up and playing and defending his title when everybody else who's in the Presidents Cup is. Taking a so week off. took a week off to prepare exactly. for the President's Cup, yeah. But 
No, it was a great tournament, and Justin Lower, we mentioned him last week, getting upset. He, um... I thought, when I first looked at it, I thought it was that guy. Which one? The pro guy, the, pro, the fellow no. who qualified. I was like, what? I was like, oh, Justin, his name was Taylor. Wasn't Taylor it? Lowe. Taylor Lowe. Taylor Lowe, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. I thought he was up there. No, Justin Lower, yeah. Um, he was the one who benefited from the live guys going yeah. because he, he missed out on his car by one shot, yeah. but then got his car back and then bang. Earned a couple of hundred grand this week by Delta. having a top five, I think. Did yeah. he finish fifth or sixth or whatever? Well, he, yeah. was the, he was the leader going into Sunday, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, obviously, it sort of come down to Homer and Willett, didn't it? That's it, yeah. But well, good to see that Montgomery straight out there in the rookie season. First go, like, top, coming third. Fact check this, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he's Justin Parsons as his coach, you know. Is he, yeah? We'll have to fact check it, but I have... I'm not sure. We'll fact check that one. Fact check for Doc. For Doc, man. <laughs> We've uh, forgot me things again. For Doc. <laughs> Sorry, so Doc. Doc. <laughs> We're not very good at this, are we? But yeah, no, the Force Net Championship, really good start to the um, PJ Tour, but obviously, um, President's Cup this week. What is that about? That's what I want to say. What do you mean? Like, why start the PJ Tour season and then have the President's Cup the week after? It's like, yeah. why not just have the President's Cup this week and then start the BJ Tour straight after? If there's a break, it's yeah. like, what's the point? Yeah. Well, this is it. And I think this is part of the strategy, what they're going for for next year by changing the um, the wraparound season, yeah. Because of things like the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup falling at this time. You know, yeah, you don't want tournament just put in between. That's what you might as well just have it. Clean, start, bang. Yeah, definitely. But no, it's, um, we'll be back to talk about the PJ Tour after the President's Cup, won't we? But yeah. good start for Max Holmer and obviously taking some, taking some good form into the President's Cup, which we'll talk about later. But it's looking um, very favourable towards the Americans when you look at the wow. two teams, isn't it? When so, you look at history and everything about it, it's like yeah. they've only won one, haven't they? Or two. Doesn't, doesn't help when the players you've gone to live don't get a game as well, <laughs> which is one of them. But uh, Italian Open next then. Yeah. Obviously, we've touched on it, haven't we? But it was just great to see. The likes of McIntyre, Rory Fitzpatrick, Herbie, top guys who've been in and around the European Tour yeah. for, for a long time. I was I was happy to see Aaron Rye up there because we left him off our GB and I. I know, yeah. And then next minute he's... Sorry, got, Aaron, lads. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. He's got, he was, what, top three or t- top four? He's like... Yeah, he was um, he was tied fifth with, that, with um, Lucas Herbie. Nah. Yeah. So, funny there, I I was in the um, the pub after the match and I'd seen us look, thought, oh, McIntyre's won there, but get a... Post yeah. out. <laughs> Post and saying he won. You were like, "What are you up to?" It's a I mean, playoff. I'm watching I was the like, playoff. back on my phone because there's no signal, is there? No. So you just so seen... just seeing falls. You know, they thought, "I'll get that done quick." Yeah, get a post out there. Oh yeah. my word! But in the end, it was right, wasn't it? Good omen for him, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I think um, Fitzpatrick's definitely cementing himself as one of the best players in the world. And he's doing oh, it on every tour up there, competing all the time. Yeah, it goes back to the training he's done as well. He's obviously he's bulked up a bit. He's not massive, but He's having a lot more he's power. He's done exactly what he said, slagging Bryson off for doing. Well, this is it, yeah. There was a couple of years ago when they had that back and forth when they were playing on each side at tournaments, weren't they? And like, he's followed is there, anyone can go to the gym and anyone can hit it miles. Like, it doesn't really help you. Then he goes and gets big and wins the US Open. That's exactly what Bryson <laughs> done. It's like, you couldn't write it. To... You couldn't write it. Fair play to him. Fair play it is to fair, him. but it is like... Yeah, but no, it's good. Um, obviously, it's good to get another glimpse at the, the Ryder Cup venue, the Marco Simeone for next year. And, Think with a couple of drivable par fours in there, it's got like, especially that finishing all naughty in it. Yeah, with the water on the left, then it can happen. So it's going to be a good little amphitheater, isn't it, for the 
for the Ryder Cup. For the Ryder Cup. And for the fans here's next one year. for you, fact check for Doc. Go on. You said I said last week that the free ticket that the Italian Open will be to try and sell the tickets for the Ryder Cup, and you like that'll be sold out. The ballot only started yesterday, <laughs> but it will be sold out. Yeah, obviously. I didn't say when. It will sell out. You said it's already <laughs> sold out. Did I? Fact check that as well. <laughs> Just get listening back to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, did you McIntyre like take nothing away from his his, his irons? What a joke! Yeah, his control that he had, his putter was on fire. Yeah, but then obviously that you need that to win the golf tournament. To then have the finesse to play that chip, knowing he needs to make birdie on the, in the playoff under the pressure. It was like if Luke Donald isn't just rose him on the team sheet there, yeah. if he doesn't autom- like in the automatic spots, then there's something wrong. Well, it's great, and you know that's his second DP World Tour win. One of and his... the other one was was something was the Cyprus shotgun the, the um, showdown thing, the showdown Cyprus thing. Yeah, yeah, win, yeah. That was his first win. But that was the shot where it was on timing and all that. I wasn't think it? so. Yeah, or the one after that. There was two back to back Cyprus events, weren't there? Did Shinquin then won the other one? Shinquin won one. Yeah. yeah, that was it. So I think. You look at Robert McIntyre winning his second event after coming back to the DP World Tour, which I touched on before. Ewan Ferguson's won two this year. They're obviously the top two Scottish golfers in in the world at the moment now, aren't they? Yeah, of course. So it's good that you've got a bunch of English players, a bunch of Scottish players, and obviously then... A bunch of Irish players walked into a bar. But for the Hero Cup, I mean, oh, um, percent build some. The world oh, talked yeah. last week about the the Hero Cup, and then obviously you've got a a, a whole host of um, European. Well, even Perez was up there, wasn't he? Like yeah. like you were talking about Francesco Molinari as well. He had a poor start, but then he built up slowly over yeah. the over the last three days. Again, he's not. You can't cancel him out, can you? No, of the, course not. Like he's especially when they bring that wealth experience, of experience yeah. as well. That yeah. Yeah, obviously the Hoygaard brothers done well. But Alex Fitzpatrick as well. Fair play to me, made the cut. Belt a bit of banter that between them two. Really on it. Put in the video and Fitzpatrick just sends him the, the face. The leaderboard, yeah. <laughs> that's but that's what's, this is what's good about if you can keep Fitzpatrick and Alex. And obviously Alex will have to earn his, his cards. I know he's got another invite this week in France. But I think if you can get them sort of like camaraderie and banter on the tour, the brothers are playing, then you've got the Hoygaard brothers and you could have like, like a... But why isn't the European tour come out and do, do its own pip? Yeah. Well, at, at the, the problem you've got at the moment is everything's feeding into the PJ tour, isn't it? You finish top 10 as a Europe... So if, the, if, say for example, Alex Fitzpatrick and the Hoygaard brothers do finish and Ewan and Bobby McIntyre, for example, you've got two brothers from England... They're not brothers, but Bobby Machen, Ewan Ferguson, the top class golfers and close friends. They yeah. played in the amateurs together. And then you've got the Huygaard twins. If them six players all finish in the top 10 next year, they're gone to the PJ Tour. Mm-hmm. Well, not six because Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but then today, just but think, as you them. say, you want to build legacy and you want to stay on the DP World Tour. If then, like, you'd have a bit of banter on social media and you do your stuff and the, or like, I know social media's been taken off the PJ Tour pit, but if they, like, Left it on for the people who moved the needle in on in Europe and brought a bit of extra incentive. It might incentivize a few people to to stay. Well, definitely it's about the money. And there's loads of characters. You've got to look at Eddie Pepperell. Yeah, you know he's he loves it, doesn't he? Loves it. He's always added on the Twitter things, and you know even when you and won, and that guy tweeted them saying you'll never win again, and all this, and he tweeted them back. It's exactly you know social media is key for getting. We spoke about a couple of weeks ago. What we don't see enough on the DP World Tour is pre-tournament interviews and getting to know. 
the personality of these players. Yeah. Like you have if you have a major, like the Masters is a perfect example. And I know it's the biggest event in the world, potentially, but you in the week building up to that, they have sit downs and they have ten minute chats and That's you it. get to know the players, you get to understand the feelings and that. There's nothing wrong with doing that pre tournament for the French Open this week on a Wednesday before the Pro Am. Get them all in. Get a few of them in and get them to talk and have a good press conference. Live and, are doing it. Uh, yeah, and you know what I was gonna say as well. When they do it, they stream it on put it onto the telly, Sky Sports Golf, Monday afternoon or something. Who's seeing that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody that is gonna be caring about anything is really watching that. No. Stick it on YouTube where the younger generation of, of golfers and people are. Live, you can go on, you can just rewind it. Sky Sports got a golf channel as well, but they don't put the interview like all like the full like a full press conference like they do at the Masters of everyone coming in, yeah, or even the top ten seeds. They, obviously, the actual action is amazing because you get to see the winner and that. But in in most sports, like remember, I would love it if we beat them. Kevin Keegan is famous interview yeah. in football, and you've got like Benitez saying, "Well, let's talk about facts," and you've got like the arguments that Alex Ferguson used to have. This is all the stuff that happened in front of the camera at a press conference it's where you get to know the characters. Like Guardiola coming out saying like things about the that All-Star game or Klopp is quite outspoken. Yeah. Like these outspoken characters, there could be loads of them in, in the DP World Tour that you just don't know. That's it. And like, it, I don't it even took... know what Victor Perez's voice sounds like. <laughs> like honestly, I've never heard him speak. But, and then you look at the build-up to the BMW Championship last week, Jamie Weir, was interviewing them all, posting it on the Sky Sports Golf. He works yeah. for Sky Golf, doesn't he? So, you know, and you're getting to see, like, the thought process of a Shane Lowry, of a Rory McIlroy, of um, Billy Horschel, players like that who were... Who but the were only vocal. reason that you're probably doing that is to try and build the divide between Liv and the, and the PJ Tour boys and, the, like, and get the yeah. he say, she say sort of thing. Well, if there's not on really to... If it's just to meet the players, it's, people think it's probably not worth it. Yeah, and we spoke last week... Uh, Conor McGregor, fantastic athlete in the ring, but just as good out the ring with his banter and his, and his comments and what he says. So exactly. I think the DP World Tour could benefit a lot from up, up in the media presence with percent. players before tournaments. And I then think. do you know what that brings? Money. Yeah. More people. like Most people, when we were at that kazoo, if you ask them to name a point of the play and say who it was, even we were struggling, you don't know. Sometimes that's off the caddy bib, don't you? You have to look at the caddy bib. Oh, was that him? Or the, or the scorer holding the scores, yeah. And then you're like, if you knew a bit more about them, you'd be like, ah, oh, there's him, he said that. Or they, yeah. you'd recognise his face. Yeah. Like with a couple of the characters that you did know, you, you recognise the face straight away. This is it, yeah. That's it. Put the camera in front of them with the mic more often and you get to, you get to see the more personal characters. experience, isn't it? And you might want to go and follow them even if they're not playing well because you yeah. like them and you're more, they're more personal to you. Exactly, yeah. the type of person you are, but... Anyway, before we move on to the two tournaments we've got this week in France and the President's Cup... Uh, um, Coil Hollow. Let's talk. What Liv. two tournaments you got in France? <laughs> no, I meant the two tournaments oh, we've yeah. got. Yeah, I said that wrong, but you know what I meant. <laughs> we've got two tournaments. One's in France, one's in the states. Um, live Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Um, a top ten for Mister Live. Finally, Phil Mickelson six under. Uh, well, speaking about Phil Mickelson, I've got a list of the two thousand and two highest paid golfers in order. 2002. Why are we going that far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so number one, Tiger Woods. <laughs> number two, Tiger Woods is caddy. <laughs> um, the 2022 highest paid golfers. 
Phil leading the Phil's leading, yeah. yeah. 138 million. I don't understand this. Go on. It says DJ 97 million. What don't you understand? Well, I thought you got 100 million. Sign up, like, sign up. Well, obviously, never did he. And then Bryson 86 million, Kepka 69, Targa 68 million. Yeah, Targa just daily. He played <laughs> once, didn't he? I know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rory 43 million, Sergio 42, Spieth 39, and Reed 37, and then Charles Swartzel. Because of his win at 35, yeah. yeah. So Liver t- taking up seven of the top ten there. Yeah. There's only Rory. Well, that's been the argument, hasn't Rory, it? Rory, Spieth, and Tiger. And it goes back to the topic of discussion we've had on this podcast like money versus legacy. You know, what is it? It's, you know, everybody wants more money in the bank. That's. It's most people's goals really so you know but it's it's nice to know that you, you've named all them we recognize them all it's not like people who are who haven't earned the money and oh, on course, that top yeah. 10 the players who are in that top 10 are players that have been around golf for for years yeah and have, have earned the right to earn a, a good paycheck oh million percent yeah did you see brooks's comments uh, remind me so he was asked what his biggest takeaway was since joining live okay um, oh yeah, I do know this. And he said, and then I have like, how have you like, how does everything compare to the PJ Tour? And he said, like, the the caddies are actually treated like proper human beings. I've seen that, yeah. Like, yeah, mad one. They do have separate caddy rooms for, but I mean, I think it's the money in it and and everything. No, but I mean, on the European Tour and the PJ Tour, caddies do have separate locker rooms and things. To yeah, play but it's in. a shed, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so obviously the by the sounds of things, the caddies are getting looked after because they're getting rooms just as good as the players even though they are separate yeah he just said every, everyone he said the, the caddies the uh, the coaches the staff said every like they're getting treated like human beings it's a big difference compared to what the PJ told them the benefit Liv have got is they can nitpick at the things that are potentially not working on the PJ tour yeah. and straight away a win for them is let's implement that on our tour that's it you pay for the caddies travel you pay for the caddies food you pay for the caddies accommodation and you give them as whatever percentage of his wages, how much happier is that person? Yeah. Than, I don't know if who books the flights and all that, but that would be another little one to look into. Yeah. Obviously the management companies or whatever, but if you're just there, seamless, bang, whereas like... You see better golf. Of course. And like we say, it forces the, force the hand then of the PJ Tour to up their game. And the the way of living is, is better for the lower-ranked players as well. You get a PJ Tour card now, you get half a million guaranteed, if you know. A, well, this is why golfers, well, Greg Norman and Liv and Phil Mickelson, and it's, it's everything's just better. Yeah. Now. It is, yeah. For everyone. And it's only going to get better as long as the people who are in charge make the right decisions. Like, Monaghan coming out and promoting that, the best players are going to be playing 20 times next year. As a golf fan, how excited are you to see that? It's you've, be- you've basically potentially got 20 majors next year. <laughs> Just realised we forgot something. Go on. Tiger is out and about. Oh, yeah? Doing clinics? Out and about. He US was. Open, watching the tennis, floating around, look like he's moving all right. Doing clinics, that means that he can stand on his leg a bit longer than... We should see him soon, to be honest, because he... There's a couple of, you know, will he play the Zozo? I'm sure he will, won't he? I don't know. Zozo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll definitely play the PNC. With he'll Charlie. play the PNC million percent, but did, uh, like I was saying three or four times. Before the end of the before year. Before the end of the year. Or before the Masters. And another good thing on Tiger, Zalatoris, come up and was like, like I 
have worked hard to be here. Like I've never played with Tiger Woods. I want to play against Tiger Woods. Like just give him a golf cart. But <laughs> 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 well, then um, no, no to Begay come out and was saying that he sat down with Tiger and was talking to him and he was like, I wouldn't put it past him having one more run at it, one more season where he challenges and wins and listen, he's up there. Tiger, the way we know Tiger, not personally, but from you know. Um, what we what we see on the telly? I've touched them, like. <laughs> <laughs> so you just know that even though Tiger had to withdraw from um, a major last year, withdrew from another one. Obviously, what happens at the Open? He should no right to be there, and then that's what he I'm saying. Yeah, being anywhere near. But them. you just know that the way he's probably gone, feeling a bit down and maybe not putting too much pressure himself. But he's been like, oh, for fuck's sake. I wish I'd have done better because you know the type of pressure he puts <laughs> yeah. on himself. I think he physically said, for fuck's sake. But um but that those those performances are gone now, and this is like a new chapter, isn't it? Where it's like, right, I've got four more majors to look forward to now. So he's given, just got, he's got something to build off as well. But what I'm saying is having one more crack at it, no, he's gonna be having a crack at it every year as long as he can physically pick up a club, generate the speed through the ball, as long as he can do those two things. You'll see him. You'll see him for the next ten years. Well, they also Begay was saying like the seniors in playing on the seniors thought he wouldn't count that out, and he was saying that he'd he'd he can get a card at that point, but he's no one target that he won't. Depends. He won't at this point, but it just depends how much damage is actually done because he's testing his leg every day, isn't he? Yeah. So if it comes to he has a card rounds the PNC, doesn't he? Yeah. So well, it's just a hit and giggle, in it as he calls it, hit <laughs> and a giggle. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, look, live Chicago. Live um, Chicago, man. Bryson, driving greens, bombing it. Obviously not performing it's to his... In three, six iron, 350. This is what I mean, is yeah. I know, yeah, but his biggest hit of the week was the rope straight into the eye. Oh, my God, I sent you that last <laughs> night. That was so funny, that. What did he do there? Just when one of the... Um, he tried to get under it. Tried to get under and he's and he's just, it's just hit him, yeah. So, yeah, knocked, it knocked him out, to be fair. He, he, he took the knee, one, yeah. yeah. He took a 10 count, yeah. But... Yeah. Like as we were saying before, what Liv needed was the the people they've paid the most money to to be performing. On, of course, and, and DJ and Cam Smith. Ah, yeah, and, and we spoke about it before. You know, the the team element is so key to this whole thing because you know it's the big difference. It's the one of the like we haven't we haven't it? we haven't seen smash about, have we? No, you know you've got Brooks Kepka, Chase Kepka, and then out of nowhere, Chase Kepka, who's the last person you would expect based on form. To be pulling the team up to second place, he was getting them tired, and that one, he was getting them right up there. This is it, yeah. He was getting them right up there, yeah. So have I got that right? It was smash, wasn't it? Yeah, smash, yeah, yeah, yeah smash, geez. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he made a birdie like six to go. Sometimes I forget the names, yeah, but they're smash, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He made the birdie, yeah, with with a couple of holes to go, yeah, to to draw them into a tie for a third or second, yeah, because Uline's smash as well, isn't he? Uline smash. I want to say that Uline is. Punch. Yeah. No, no, it's got to be a fact check. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so even looking at Chase Kepka, you're like, he's the last person you would expect form-wise. Same Peter Uline as well, form-wise to be pushing the team, but the element of having three scores on the final day just shows you that like every player has to play to the end. Because it could mean something, 100%. and you're seeing that with seeing that with Chase knock him put in, and he's like, 
six or seven back off the lead at the moment. He's knocking puts in for Birdie. He's fist bumping what because he so? knows what it means. Yeah. Well, it's even like like what so Tiger said. Like, how do you go and earn it if you've already got the money? Like, it seems that they're even trying to earn it after the final whistle's gone, because although the tournament's over, they're still grinding away to try and bring the team element in. Well, yeah. Well, that's Brooks Kepka finish before um, Chase and. Straight away, he done his little interview and then jumped on a cart and was straight round to follow Chase for the last few holes, yeah. giving him support. And then Chase finished, and then Chase and Brooks went to follow to go and see Uline because they know it was close and they had Brooks was potentially. How does Brooks finishing that early? Because what they do now is the final three ball. They go off after the. They go after the shotgun, don't they? Yeah, I remember that. The same, the same happened at London, didn't it? Where yeah. they, they they play one to eighteen. Yeah, but I don't know who's finishing that much ahead. Which Kepka could I think... follow two groups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a, but a little bit. Of I a think t- he's just finished just before him, just because yeah, he yeah. teed off at the same time. But that was just the circumstance where he'd finished just before him. So if you've only got a par three, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's Short what I'm saying. Yeah, if you've played, like... if you, your group's played a bit faster or whatever. Um, doesn't but, waste much time, does he, Kepka? Like, no, definitely not, definitely not. But like Peter Uline, it's good to see him up there, wasn't it? And I know he had a yeah, he has a couple of howlers towards the end. Yeah, a couple of bad ones off the tee. It's more his decision, I think, on seventeen off the tee. Yeah, he's obviously three putted to make a bogey on the previous hole, hasn't he? And then on the he's Brooks Kepka has teed off. Uh, sorry, Dustin Johnson's teed off first and gone with driver. And he smashed it right over the bunker on the right. And then Uland taking a, a Camp Smith driver as well. Smoked one down the middle. But Peter Uland takes three wood. And I think that just comes with experience. That Take the trouble out of play. You, you hit three woods and you bring just, in that. It depends on what he's done on the other days as well. If he's if he's a three wood, he's got a good omen in his mind of like, I know the trouble's there, but I can still... Maybe he thinks he's more he accurate like with his, it. His driver went a bit west on the other yeah. one. And it's, it's all... So and again, yeah, he does. It? He does well to make a par from from that position up the not up the face of the bunker, but he done well, well to get that he, eight he, iron up and over, didn't he? Yeah, if he didn't make, if he didn't hold that putt, then he's the team elements not as close. The team down the close, but then he's tumbling from like earning a, a a million. Then he's going to his. Then he's into the. Yeah, he's losing money rapidly, won't he? Well, that's it. And then obviously hits it to the back of the green on on eighteen and gets up and down, holding a quite a decent length putt. So you think about the the put that he had, the up and down he made on the last two holes that gets him in a tie for second with DJ at ten under, doesn't it? Three, yeah. Three off Cam Smith, so a nice payday for him as well. And obviously his team comes second. But just talking about before the the team actual thing in Miami is is it's in Miami? Yeah, it? the team. It's gonna be sick, I reckon. It's gonna be unbelievable, yeah. Because you're not having the we said at the beginning when the teams was changing every week, it's a bit like oh fucking hell. But now you're getting a glimpse of. If the same team is there every week and you're getting to like know the partnerships when they start playing in just the team event, there's no individual like need, in Miami. Need Mike and up, don't they? Yeah, they do need Mike and up. Like, yeah. Imagine them fuming each other. Well, Paperez was fucking effing and jeffing. Yeah. On the um, when he was missing short puts, going, what's the fucking point? And all that. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at Cam Smith, obviously fourth tournament win of the season. Looking at his purses that he's won four million for obviously this one at Live. 3.6 million at the players, yeah. 2.5 million at the Open, and 1.5 at the Tournament of Champions. Some serious bread, isn't it? It's like 11.5 million, four tournaments. He's lost that. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So, and then, yeah, just the last point I wanted to make on Peter Uline before we move on was just I remember going to watch him right the way around the course for um, Open Qualifying to SNA. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Just a bit of a random one, yeah. I was I've always kept an eye on him since that's yourself, haven't you? I know, yeah. Well we when S and A had open qualifying, just when I was younger, the PCU line was there and there was big hype about him because he was a top player just come out of the college, American college yeah, system. I remember, yeah. I remember he was there was hype about him being the next Woods. Yeah, big yeah. So we obviously excited to, for him to be there. There's not many Americans that came over and played at S and A. It was more locals, but the um yeah, he was unbelievable. Just watching them play, like when I watching other people play, you could see there was a different element of class. I don't know whether he, he qualified. I don't think he did, but just watching him play, I was thinking he's got something, this kid. And it's now seeing him perform where he's performing after so long, it goes back to, to that question, is is it because he's got that financial security now? Yeah. He can just let us golf do the talking. That's, that's a million percent, eh? Yeah. He's, and he's happier. Yeah. He seems happier, like he's happier with his decision. you got to remember... The same guys turning up to the tournaments every time they go, it builds a camaraderie between them as well. Like if you go one week, like Homer, he goes this week. There's no like none of his like friends might be there. Or he goes the next week, and then like Spieth and Thomas and like Fowler, like oh no, Fowler was there, but like just you know them sort of boys. So like live guys know that when they go, they're gonna see all the live guys. Yeah. Whereas the PJ tours don't know that. And after after the first round at Live, there was a video that was circulated with the music playing. And pretty much every player, because they all finish at the same time, they're all back on the range doing like a post-round um, range session, like some players do. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you wouldn't, if it's, if you're on your own and you couldn't be asked really, you'd be like, oh, do you know what, I'm not going to bother. But it's like no. and if you've got a mate who says, let's go to the range and hit some balls, if they're finishing and like the team captain goes, come on, let's go and hit some balls. Well, that, get... that's it. They should have a little team debriefings. Imagine they're getting that mic'd up. This is all to I mean, come. Look, fucking hell, Pat, lad, you need to sort your putting out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Pat, if you don't shoot 66 in the next four tournaments, you're out, mate. You're getting there. Well, that, stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty brilliant. It would be funny, wouldn't it? Because, again, it just... I know you see a lot more of the characters on the PJ Tour because they do push the media a lot more with the with the interviews and stuff, but you will get to see a lot more characters on that tour as well. Exactly, all of it. Yeah. So, right. Two golf tournaments, not both in France, but the first one that is in France, Le Golf National, the birth of Mollywood. Rather, rather cup venue after rather cup venue, isn't it? Like it's... We said, didn't we, September was a big month for the yeah. for the DP World Tour, and it hasn't disappointed so far. No, Shane Lowry not. winning the first one, McIntyre winning the second, and now we've got another big field. Uh, Patrick Reed is another one that's in here this week. Yeah, it's, you it's a strange one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you know? No, I don't think it is strange. I think he's he's proven that he's willing to go to any tour to just to get the win. do, yeah, because he's played the he played Asian the international tour, yeah. series on the on the Asian tour. Yeah, he plays at Wentworth. Play yeah, he's getting about. Yeah, I think he's one of them players who. It's pissing me off. I'm starting to like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's in the field this week. It'd be interesting to see how he, he goes and you know you and Ferguson returns after a rest. Yeah, watching his good friend Bobby Mack get his second win. Um, and I mentioned before Alex Fitzpatrick's back in the field after four solid rounds and this is the first time we've had the French Open back on the DP World Tour since 2019 where Nicholas Coltsart won Nicholas Coltsart's defending champ I was going to say that interestingly that Tommy's not in the field no previous winner as well won it back that, in that's, 2017 that's it's like it's, yeah. it is a strange one it's odd that he wasn't in the field last week either he's back next week he's going to be playing Dunhill isn't he yeah so yeah. And then, yeah, mate, I don't know, mate, yeah, just a maybe pa- just, I don't know, past maybe champion. just having a prolonged break. Yeah, yeah, 
Just uh, just playing Wentworth and that's it. But what one one thing I wanted to mention about this this um this tournament is looking back at the past champions and we talk about legacy and this is one that you want to win. I mentioned their players like Tommy Fleetwood's winning it, but Sevi Ballesteros is a four-time winner of this event, and Nick Faldo's a three-time winner. And you've got golfers like Latif Goose and Colin Montgomery when the DP World Tour European Tour back then was a standalone, unbelievable tour. They're the type of calibre of players that will win yeah. this event. So to get your name on this trophy is going to be big. Like, like as you say, like the European Tour used to be the place to be. You wanted to play on it, but it's just sort of been diluted and diluted and diluted to the point where now it's it's not. Well, the, the breaking point was having the top 10 players in the DP World Tour going over to the PJ Tour. That was, if you ever needed evidence that this tour was feeding into the PJ Tour, then that's it. Yeah, because they're basically saying if you do well on this tour, you can leave it. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it's, there's no other indication than that, is there really? There's not, no. Bit of a, a bit of length to this one as well, isn't there? Part I actually haven't, I haven't got my yard. just written down. I've Useless. Done, I've done, what's uh, going on Looking there. after you, yeah. 7,247 yards. 7,247 yards, bit of a beast. <laughs> there we go. Part 71 as well. So, um, and obviously. Depends on weather permitted. Water everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great course. I remember it. I love it. What? I love this course. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Bring back memories from the last time we won the Ryder Cup. I know. So, look forward to watching that one. And then President's Cup. Yeah, as you said, what did you say? 14 first time? 14 of the 24 players are making the first appearance. So, it's brand new, really. If you look at the players making the debut on the US team, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, um, Max Homer, Billy Horschel, Colin Morikawa, and Cameron Young. Yeah. Uh, then Hideki. Well, Matt. even there's only like all the loads of them, like Cantley, Tony Fino, Kevin Kistner. They're only making the second, Xander Shoffley. And then a few making, there's only Spieth that's played four. Yeah, and Justin Thomas has done three. And, and Thomas has done three, yeah. Yeah, and that's 13. We're looking at the international team. Hideki Matsuyama is obviously the, 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 the standout player in form, isn't he? He's the, the best player there. He's played five times, but the one with the most experience, Adam Scott's playing as 10th. 10th, that's mad, yeah, isn't it? Been about, any yeah. So, yeah. But then looking at players who've played the first, you've got Tom Kim, be excited to see how he does, Corey Connors, Mito yeah. Pereira, Taylor Pendrith, KH Lee, um, Sebastian so Munoz, uh, Christian Ben Eisenhut and Cam Davis. So it's just a big rookie fest, isn't it, really? Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Obviously, the, the, the lack of experience. Obviously, Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama, the, the standout names there. Siwoo Kim's making his second and Sun GM making his second. So you are going to see these type of players in match play circumstances for the first time. So let's see, see what comes of it. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's at Quail Hollow Golf Club. Par 71, 7,571 yards. Oh, you got that one? Boom. <laughs> but it says subject to change. I wonder if they have a little fiddle with it and like knock a few tees forward or, think, or, or whatever. Just match play excitement, match, isn't yeah. it? Drivable par fours, etc. And make getting the, yeah, I think so. Um, this is obviously Rory's favourite track. I know President's Cup's nothing to do with Rory, but um, remember last time we seen a tournament here was the Wells Fargo. Yeah. When um, Harry became a hero. Talking Rory out of the into the enemies in the ditch. Yeah, yeah. Was on. That's it, yeah. So um Caddies are going to be playing a big part this week as well, you'd expect. Of course, million percent. Like the President's Cup consists of 30 matches over four days, 18 team matches, nine apiece, using foursome and four ball formats, followed by 12 single matches on the Sunday. That is the President's Cup in a nutshell for you. 
First team to reach 15.5 points will win the 15.5 points then. If the competition is tied at 15 all at the end of the singles, the competition will be deemed a tie and the teams will share the President's Cup. This is inspired by the 2003 President's Cup, which was deemed a tie after a memorable playoff between Tiger Woods and Ernie Els was halted due to darkness. There you go. So looking forward to watching this, to be honest. Um, I mentioned there, Rory holds the course record 61 in 2015. He had... Um, which beat his 62 in 2010. So this is a course that he loves. I think you come out in an interview, didn't he, saying that, you know, if if they need me, I'll I'll be there. If I could play in there, I love Coil Hollow or something. Isn't it mad the way, like, Adam Scott's playing his 10th, the 10th President's Cup. There's been 14, and I think they've only half won. The last time that the international team was 98, and I think they've only ever won one or two. Yeah. But, it's like, you think you'd drop Adam Scott, wouldn't you, on that form? <laughs> Like, like it's his fault. Like, yeah, well, like, look, not... his individual record could be he's won every game. What else? Like, <laughs> he'd be a future captain, wouldn't he? But Davis loved the third against Trevor Immelman. Um, some controversy weren't there about the selections and the picks, like Lucas Herbert not getting in, Mimuli not getting in the international team. It's like, did they deserve a spot over the likes of I don't know, Pendrith, KH Lee, Sebastian Munoz? Well, definitely over Ben Zedno and Musnas, I think. Yeah, I'd. I'd... Drag Musnos out and I drag Benzino out and I put Herbert and Mimouli in. Yeah. Definitely. And especially when you consider Mimouli's t- uh, form. He's obviously won the Scottish Open last year. He's had an okay season, but then obviously shooting 10 under, was it? That went that with went with, last yeah. week. So, well, interesting. So... Well, obviously, the, the, he knows what he's doing, Trevor Hillman, hopefully. Um, we'll see. We will. We'll see. Um Keep an eye on those guys, and but yeah, I think it's disappointing to see the likes of a Lucas Herbert not being picked, uh, mainly just because we've had his caddy on the podcast more than anything. But yeah, um, it would be nice to see him there, but not to be. Maybe next time, yeah, unless yeah, he goes to live. And on that point, we'll um, hope you all enjoy the golf, and we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thanks.